you know, we can, we can receive advice, which is really nice, but how much better is it to receive advice from yourself, from your higher self in a situation, if it's coming from your higher self? In this episode, we will talk about bridging the gap of your mind and heart, believing in the higher self, and looking within for all your answers. We'll dive right into Alessandra Veronese's courageous story, where for the first part of her life, she lived for external validation. But now over COVID and where she is, she's able to look within herself and find peace. Be sure to listen in for all the details. Hello, my wonderful beasties. It's Tina, your host. Welcome to the Courageous Inner Beast, the place where you feel so charged up with courage by calling in your inner beast. Today, we have Alessandra Veronese. Hi, Alessandra. Nice to have you Hi. here. Please introduce Thank yourself. Thank you. Sure. It's my pleasure. So my name is Alessandra Veronese and um, also Holy Shiver, as I like to go by on social media. And uh, I am... Awesome. <laughs> I thought it was a, a nice way to look at meditation. So I'm actually a meditation guide, author, and relationship observer, we can say. And uh, prior to doing following my, my purpose, I was also working in corporate and um, within finance, insurance, and software environments throughout Europe and the U.S. So now I live in Italy and I am dedicating myself fully to projects that are um, more geared towards helping people find uh, inspiration and light within themselves so that they can go on and be better partners, uh, co-workers, business owners, moms, whatever it is. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> well said. It's just like, like you know, just like, even just when you said light, it's like, like it feels, it makes some, it feels our body just feel lighter as it is. So thank you for just sharing that. And so sure. what is your one creative story you would like to share today? Um, I would say the entire process of going from, I guess, like, sort of going through the motions of life that the first 15 years of my career um, allowed me to explore, you know, sort of like the material world. But um, I think the most courageous thing that I'm quite proud of is the way that uh, I was able to notice that something was missing, that I was actually suffering very deeply inside, living that life of external validation and ultimately um, discover really what what we're made of in this world which is light and love and we're not meant to suffer we're not meant to uh, to overwork ourselves and bringing that all together into a book and which is now published which was writing the book is is the easy part getting through all of the steps to getting it published is um i think what i'm most proud of today and just following through with what what's true and good in my heart and bringing that forward into also a business way mm -hmm. has been um 
the thing I'm most proud of and most delighted by because having having to now getting to do a job where acting in total freedom and in good ethics is in complete unity also with my business strategy it allows me to feel like I am and I can be and other people see me as all the same person can you can you first of all I think my brain is not conceptualizing the the last part (laughs) so actually I think I missed a couple there was even more to that so I think um for for me one of the ways that you know I define like individual freedom or like our sense of freedom inside mm-hmm. is when the person you are the person you th- you think yourself as and the person that others see you as are all the same um so mm. for a long time in my life and I think a lot of people who work in companies might feel the same you know we act politically we don't share our entire personalities, of course, you know, we're not going to say what we did fully over the weekend in a majority of cases when we're talking to our employer. Um, But what's interesting is now for me, all of this is just one big giant ecosystem of transparent existence. And um, so what I say and how I feel I am and what people see me as, they're all the same. I have nothing to hide because in fact, it's just too much energy to hide. But yeah, the good it is part of my job to feel good and work on myself. So I'm, I'm, I'm also always doing that in the most honest and vulnerable way. Yeah. So, um, so I think I'm most proud of really just kind of getting myself into my authentic expression. And I'm by no means arrived. It's always a journey. It's ongoing. It's a, you know, success is really like a verb. you know it's the ability to keep going every day no matter what the circumstances are I think so but where I'm at today is very different than who I was three years ago so um I'm very proud of that awesome and thank you for sharing just honestly just sharing that it's it's amazing how and I mean like just seeing you expressing it I felt lighter as of like just like I can just, you know, cause there's also like a sense of calmness, calmness from you too. I mean, it could be just maybe your personality, but I just like there's a calmness within you as you're expressing your journey, your story. Even, you know, you were mentioning if you're working for an employer, there's are you have to hide a lot of your feet, like hide a lot of who you are, just to, just that's how it is. But then once you get out of that and work, maybe even I mean, working for yourself or whatever, for you. You can be authentic self. You can be transparent and just be who you want to be. And I see that. I see that so much from you just sharing this. And it's I appreciate it. I mean, honestly, I never was. If someone described me as calm maybe five or ten years ago, I would be like, you really think I'm calm? (laughs) Because I was so anxious and all over the place. So it actually is like a really, really nice compliment and um you know it's funny because like if when I used to work like you know and someone was like oh what did you do over the weekend like 
you really can't be free and express yourself. You can't be like, oh, I was looking for jobs or like, you know, I'm starting a company. But but that's what I'm trying to say. Like in my company that I'm putting together now, like that's actually kind of going to be a requirement. Like what is your job outside of this job? Or like, what is your purpose? And and I want, I would love for people to begin to feel like, it's okay to have more than one passion. It's okay to help someone else's dream until you have figured out how you're going to pull forth your own. And it's okay for two different dreams to coexist at once. Um, and true. so, you know, it's like, again, it's just total freedom. Just like if, 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 if you're a good person and you do your job and you deliver your, your results, then why should I care if you also on the side or developing a business. In fact, I'll support you if it's going to make you more passionate and good at your job and appreciative of the fact that I'm basically funding your, you to be able to do the other thing. In fact, I'll give you advice. So um, I would love, I would love if, if, you know, more and more so we started opening up into these ways of thinking that are more abundant and, you know, a lot more uh, based on trust and, you know, yeah. values. And and not like, not like scarcity or anything such as like you mentioned, two things can coexist because it doesn't we don't have to be fully um be loyal to one job and then that's that and if you are trying to look for other jobs or do something on the side like you said we you know we want us to be more transparent about it and like you said like things can coexist we don't have to be solely loyal to one particular passion in the sense that we can't tell them oh Mm, you know and as you're saying yeah I was like yeah I, I mean see. we can be ethical right so like yeah. when you're hiring or meeting friends or you know when you're just generally yes. living your life and you know not caring about the job assessing your surroundings and who you yes. want to be friends with like of course you're always going to be selective about people who has who have similar ethics and it's important you know to have a rigorous hiring process and to make sure that whoever you're bringing on board is like someone that you're able to coexist with and that you vibe with and that you share the culture together. But absolutely, like, you know, if, if we are, it's results, not efforts. So like, you know, that whole paradigm of working nine to five and just sitting there and waiting to clock out. I mean, if you don't have anything to do, then you have nothing to do. Then it's like the fault of the employer for not giving you any extra, you know, for not giving you enough work to keep you busy in a way. So um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think that there is space to to play around with um, with the way that we approach our jobs without taking away from our sense of fulfillment. Yeah, no, definitely. You mentioned about like publishing your book, and then mm -hmm. also cur currently in the process. How far? Uh, currently in the process of um, you creating your company too. So, what does both entail on that? Um, so they're related, but different. Um, mm. the book is, it's, it's the journey of, of exploration of our selves and mm. then through our relationships. And the idea is to bring the reader back into this like sense of neutrality or, you know, zero point of, you know, in the universe where it leads back to love for ourselves and interpreting the world from that lens. And so it explores different types of relationships, romantic ones, like particularly dating and making sure that we don't make the wrong um, 
mistakes, you know, not that there's, there's nothing wrong that we can do, but I mean, sometimes it's, it's fun to read in advance, like how to avoid, you know, doing certain <laughs> things while we're dating. <laughs> it also goes into work relationships. It goes into friendships. It goes into um, universe stuff. And then of course, a lot of uh, ourselves. And so if anybody's looking for just sort of like a crash course on, you know, how to reset and how to see life from a new perspective. And then when we see things differently, they change anyway. So it's all an inner game. Um, then the book has that whole um, starting point. Um, I guess I would even call it a foundation. And the company that I'm putting together right now is actually more based on meditations. So meditations that are um, a little bit more approachable for the person who is not so inclined to want to meditate because they're, you know, they don't feel like sitting in 10 minutes of silence is going to lead to anything. So, um, and even though people tend to get discouraged, it, it's not, it's actually good if your mind is working. I mean, that's how, you know, what you have to work on. Eventually it stops and sometimes it comes back. But, um, but the meditations that I'm putting together are a little bit more unique in the sense that they're much more guided to bring the person who's listening to generate also their own assessments about a situation. So it's, um, it's like a neutral voice that is not um, prescribing anything, but rather putting the listener in a position of power to choose whatever outcome they want for a certain situation. So while also feeding in some like, you know, really lovely things like so that the person can feel a little bit more boosted and happy about their day. So what could like what examples would that be of like, so it's like you guys, you said neutral voice, but then guiding them because I understand. Yeah, so, yeah. How can you- so I have three free ones that if anybody wants to download them from my website, they're, they're available for free and it's just holyshiver.com slash um, get free meditations, which is hyphenated, or I think on my homepage, it'll come up really quickly, like on holyshiver.com. And to give you an example, it's, um, it's very hard to explain. In fact, I have a lot of people that I'm working with right now that are like, someone needs to listen to it to understand how unique it is. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's just not transmittable through words, but it's really, I think, it's designed for one for a person who might not resonate with a traditional way of meditating because maybe they go too much in their mind. So it's helpful to have someone keep your attention. Um, But sometimes when someone is talking to us during meditation, it can still influence us in certain ways. So my goal while I'm guiding the meditation is not to influence anyone. So my goal is really to keep you in this neutral space um, where, you know, you're able to make your own realizations as I'm speaking. Is it kind of, well, I'm trying to have an understanding of it. Like, like you said, like, it's not trying to influence, right. But then it's also neutral. So Mm -hmm. I'm kind of understanding if like, for example, there's a lot of things going on in my mind and for us, we're just calm. Is it kind of like calming our body in a sense? Because once we calm our body, our mind, it could still be racing, but the moment our body is calm, it kind of, in a way, I don't know, it, it, like, 
I think maybe I'm just not understanding it. <laughs> so maybe. Well, um, so exactly. So meditation is really good for the mind, right? Med- yeah. The mind mm-hmm. um, is typically is the culprit for why we feel anxious or overwhelmed. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, not empowered by our, you know, by our present circumstances, we can get stuck in a loop and then we feel completely, you know, lost without the resources we need to get out of a situation. And oftentimes all we need is actually to receive our own highest perspective. So I can, you know, we can, we can receive advice, which is really nice, but how much better is it to receive advice from yourself, from your higher self in a situation? If it's coming from your higher self, even if it's simple, even if it's not like 20 different things to do next, you know, even better because then you remember that then you can anchor that moment because you got that information from you so my goal is just to create prompts and of course it's not a perfect science I'm not an AI I don't use AI yeah (laughs) it's my heart so um you know it's not a perfect science but over time listening to this method of thinking and speaking and also um the softness of my voice (laughs) uh it does bring a lot of calmness um and I actually I actually do objectively feel like my voice is pretty good for this I did a voiceover class oh no it definitely is I've trained I've trained a lot to to do this I've for some reason I took those classes I never knew that they would come in handy but they do yeah and um I was like I was like I was I was like I wonder I was like in my head I wonder if she used her voice because that would have been that is perfect to have it (laughs) yeah it's my voice it's my voice and um I, I love recording them. I sound different than I do right now, even. Um, but yeah, so that's the idea is really just, to, and when you were talking about body and mind, it's actually because not so long ago, I was in that mindset. I was in the mind. I was at work. I was constantly figuring out ways or trying to figure out ways to get myself out of situations using my mind. Yeah. And so ultimately, as you begin healing and like going into all of these modalities that can help you get to wisdom, you learn how simple things are. And that's because when you see things from your heart, as you said before, like from an abundance perspective, which is the language, which is love, you know, versus fear, which is scarcity. Um, the, the, the answers really do come from the heart, but oftentimes when we're caught up in the mind, there needs to be a little bit of like a seam, like a a little bit of an integration that bridges that mind back down to the heart. So they, so using words, which is the mind using words, we, we bring people to listen to the advice. And then eventually though, the words become, um, not so needed and then the meditation goes into a heart space and then it goes into some universal laws that are you know unquestionably for our own good and then the person comes out of it feeling ideally empowered so that's the structure and i think it kind of ties i'm also curious too of like because i know in the very beginning of the recording you were mentioning external validation you know how like you yeah. were like you were really you were you were really into that, mm-hmm. or or you needed that for so long, and that you know just getting external validation like words from other people. So how does that tie 
how did that transition into where you are now? You know, like, cause you said just right now, like we, we were, you were in your mind a lot, but eventually with words and just you were able to connect that bridge from your mind to your heart. Sure. Yeah. So some people in the world receive their confidence from the outside and some people receive their confidence from within. Yeah. And you can't tell when you meet them, right? I think back then, um, you know, if someone had met me, they would have said, oh, she looks great. You know, I probably looked the same as I do today. And, you know, I was just as positive in conversation, etc. cetera. Um, but I was feeling successful only to the extent that, you know, I had gotten a promotion or I had, you know, done a good presentation at work or I had negotiated a great deal or, you know, what I had done over the weekend. And did I, you know, did I go to this event or that event or did I travel here or did I travel there? And mm -hmm. you don't realize it when you're going through those motions because you think that's how life works. And so you kind of keep going one brunch after the other, one gathering after another, just kind of like feeling your way around. Like, I think this is what I'm supposed to do to be happy. Like, I think this is what people do when they have a good life. And, um, and I can only speak for myself. So this is sort of like what I later realized, um, because in the moment you just don't yep. have any awareness. You don't really have, I didn't have much connection with myself. So, um, and then when COVID happened, when I was no longer able to travel to primarily my biggest distraction was traveling. I worked internationally in sales. So that required travels mm -hmm. often. And I'm just a Sagittarius. So I love traveling. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so it's just in my bones, you know, I was always going all over the place to see my friends. And when I had to be at home in my own apartment and not leave for weeks at a time, it was, and I didn't have, you know, I wasn't lacking resources. I had food. I have a root. I had a rooftop. I had, you know, all the essentials for living. Right. Yes. But it was the most terrifying circumstance I had ever been through because the only person I had in front of me was myself. And I had no one in front of me that I had to impress. No one that I, no challenge that I needed to overcome. No, nothing. And so that's what I mean is like, I was gifted the chance to meet that fear and meet myself on the other side of it, which was one of the most, which was the most beautiful moment of my life. And I'm so grateful despite unfortunate effects of that phase in, yeah. in you know, in history, I'm still very grateful that I was able to go through this transformation where basically I realized like, okay, on the outside, job salary activities travels etc like that's all temporary it's over the minute it happens or it doesn't happen yes but our connection inside of us even if it's felt for one moment which was the first time i ever felt that true connection within that lasts an infinity yeah. like then you can go back to it then you can remember then you know that you have that ability I'm curious of I'm, I'm interrupting you but I was like when I know it's like during COVID and like you said it was not the greatest time you know based on for our history so when yeah. when when you hit that fear of within yourself like what was that moment 
for you? Like, how did that? When was the moment you had to tap into that fear for yourself and finally look in within yourself too? Yeah. So again, so this was, you know, this was while that fear was happening, I was in a total state of unawareness. Yeah. And um, I was scared. I was scared. I was, I actually thought I was going to do something. I didn't think I would do anything silly, but I, I could kind of understand very well why one might go down that route. Yeah. Um, in that moment, I've never been that close. Basically, it was like, wow, this is like I can't be in my own skin type of thing. Yeah. Um, and you know, synchronicities are magic happens all the time. And while I was going through that, which I talk about it a little bit in my book, a little bit more like in detail what kind of what happened but um it was you know it was just a a very very crazy day as well like I was waiting to receive confirmation if my job was gonna extend my contract and I was really nervous so there was also some financial pressure that was making the day more charged but I guess we could say that there was a specific day where I had a mini breakdown Mm -hmm. after many weeks of solitude and and then the financial uncertainty that you know, luckily worked out just fine. So um, a friend of mine messaged me like, Hey, I've been following these meditations. They're really, really nice. If you want to check it out. And I said, sure. I mean, I had nothing to lose. So I literally just in blind faith and because I had nothing else going on because the most exciting thing I had done that day was clean my kitchen. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to try what else do I have to lose? I mean, yes, let's definitely. go for this thing that everybody, you know, for thousands of years have been saying seems to be, you know, never going out of style. So, yeah. Um, so that's how it happened for me. It was a, it was a serendipitous message from a friend of mine that, you know, innocently suggested I give this a try and it wasn't pressure. It wasn't like, you must do this. It was like, if you feel for it, this, this is here for you. And, and, you just, and like you said, you just took that leap and went it was the it. best thing that ever happened. Yeah. It was because I was really, vol- I was really like ready and ripe for, for yeah. something to receive that, um, that light and to feel it from myself. And so that's, I think what the most powerful thing is in it, of all is like, when you recognize good and bad, that the external has no impact on you because you can give yourself good and you can give yourself bad. So be careful. Um, But when you recognize that it all leads back to you, then it's a very empowering moment. Yeah. Yeah. I know it is everything. You're not looking outside all the time, but look within. Yeah. And when you meet your higher self too. So um, I think something beautiful about about it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was just working with someone last night who's having quite a difficult experience with their parents. Um, So this person has um, well-meaning parents whose definition of love includes extreme control. Mm -hmm. And in a way that it comes off as conditional because it seems like their love um, is only given if this person behaves a certain way or makes certain choices in their life. 
And so it came a moment yesterday where this particular person realized they don't want to make this change just so that their parents will stop with what they're asking for because they actually don't agree in this particular case. And they're finally seeing how ridiculous this is. Um, And it's a pretty serious situation. It impacts their lives and it impacts like their relationship. And so it has a lot of potentials for catastrophization. So this is, you know, what I was walking into was a person who was like, life is going to be horrible. Like, I can't see past Christmas. Like, this is awful. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do crying. Like, just like, you know, so we just did a very quick exercise, which was very helpful to meet your higher self. So when a situation is happening and we're stuck in our minds or we, we feel that the information that we're giving ourselves in that moment is the only information available. Um, the world can feel very small. And what, what often, you know, it can be helpful when someone is there with us to show us like, hey, by the way, actually, um, you're here, but like all of this is happening around you and you have all of these options. And all of these ways that you can feel right now and later, and we can tap into that and we can tap into um, the advice from all of these other places that are here supporting you, even though right now you're so caught in this moment of suffering that you're unable to see. Um, And by the end of the session, um, this person was feeling much, much better because we had gone into one year from now, two years from now, three years from now, four years from now, five years from now, how are things going to look after we've cleared away all of this stuff? And, um, and today they messaged me and they were like, I feel like this is a big change. I'm so excited. So transforming moments of, you know, not feeling like you have a way out of something and seeing that everything can be figured out. Anything is figure outable as long as you have yourself. And people who, you know, want to be there to help if, if they're, if they come to you, then accept that help because, you know, I think we also see angels in people too. So yeah. um, there's always someone who means, who, who actually does want to help us out and we should accept that. So if we want to, and um, so at the end of the day, it wasn't me that sat with this person and said, you know, of course I did before and after, you know, like, these are my opinions, like, it's going to be just fine, like, everything is okay. But what actually helped was when, when we created an environment, Mm -hmm. also energetically, where that person could meet with their higher self and could meet with their inner child and can meet with all of these like benevolent supporters in their life story to get, you know, the best information from themselves to solve it. Yeah. Oh, thank you for sharing that, their story a little bit too. It's, and you're, you're being the guidance facilitator in that. Like you said, like, you're not really, it's like, it's on them too. Like, it's really them that really found the answers for themselves. And you were there to just provide words guidance and being there and yeah just giving them the space to just 
figuring out do you so do you meet with do you meet with not just them but just I guess clients perhaps do yeah. you meet them on yeah. like on a regular on a regular basis or just depending on like what they need usually too it depends on the client exactly mm-hmm. so as I'm putting together the business right now and we're also I'm recording an audiobook and I'm yeah you know and, and I have an advisor audiobook for my business which is, oh, is it for your book that you're the audio the audiobook is is going to be I think we're going to be putting it together next Sunday so it should be on Amazon like in the next Ooh. two weeks hopefully or three weeks so that's exciting. So finally, that'll be done. So while I'm not doing the audiobook, while I'm not putting together my business, um, I do work with people who come to me. And it depends on the person. And it's really about what the energy says, like how much time to work together and what needs to be done. So it can be mm-hmm. just like one session of like clearing a specific block. And I never like look at the clock either, because, you know, sometimes yes, you know, it things need their time. Um, but it's great because it's always leading back to, I mean, I know tools and tricks to get someone to understand their own advice, but at the end of the day, like it has a double effect. Cause it's like, one, you feel empowered now to make choices on your own when we're done. And then yeah. two, um, you realize like, wow, I'm actually a pretty intelligent person because I came up with my own answers yeah. and oh my goodness, like I can do this moving forward. And it's just like, I think it's it can be really magical to to mix energy with science and psychology and like a little bit of magic. So wait, so how do you tell? So you, can you mention energy, right? So how do you? I'm curious of like how did you? I guess feel the energy, or is it you? Yeah, you can, yeah, like, you how do you know? Like, how do you know how long they need versus they? I don't know. I'm just curious. Oh, because you can feel it. You can feel it. Um, but. And the person feels it. So, you know, the person can also feel it. And so it just depends on on the situation. I mean, in some cases, it can be very emotional. There can be some crying. There can be, you know, so you want to leave space for the releasing to happen. And then you bring in good stuff after that. And you allow <laughs> for that to sink in. And you create some expansion. And then there's a lot of different ways that you can work with energy. Um, I, it's hard to explain because it's just something you feel. It's something that you feel in a moment um, with this, you know, when you're, especially when you, when, and this is why it's important for me to always be balancing myself because when I'm balanced, um, I can feel imbalanced. You know, of course, like if, <laughs> if yeah, we're that's... also like, ah, like yes. then everybody's crazy, then you don't really know like, yeah, like you when know. something is off in the other person unless they're speaking. Yeah. But when you're speaking the language of energy, um, then it's about the subtle realms. It's about, you know, what's, yeah. what messages are you getting, like, at the back of your mind before words have even formed themselves? Like, what's that feeling? What's that gut? What's that, you know, arm raising on my arm? Or what's, you know, all these kinds of things that come in together. And and it's... um. Again, it's also based on other ways, like we include like other, you know, I'm, I'm a business person too. Like I also have, um, you know, I like to solve for solutions and, you know, it's not, it's not just like, okay, we're done. Like, it's <laughs> more like, here is this, here is what we did. Here's a guide sheet. Here's how you can work through it. Here is how yeah. like we could get through this specific block. So it's a mix. It's yeah. a mix. 
But if anybody's curious, um, certainly contact me and we can talk about, you know, all your information will will definitely be in the show notes. So everything that you need, everyone can contact you no matter what. And just, yeah. Yeah. Even just for questions, even if anybody has a question, I'm here. Like, you know, sometimes these, these issues can seem insurmountable and really it's often just like a sentence or two that helps shift perspective and you've already changed it. Yes. Um, yeah, no, it's, thank you just for sharing that too, just because I have no words, really. It's oh. the, like everything that you mentioned so far, I know we're like closing in, but like everything you sh- shared so far, it's, it's amazing. And I could see how passionate you are. I know like just from the recording, how I, I could feel energy too. So like how else like, observing too, like in the beginning, you were, um, you know, like I said, calming and just really, I think, feeling of how it is. And then as we got towards more of the end, I think also tapping into what you're really loving, your energy was like, yes, let's talk about <laughs> this. Like, I want to talk more about this. And I was like, oh, man, we should just start there. <laughs> so I'm just yeah. like, oh. but, I mean, no, it's-, but it's like, it's amazing just witnessing all this and then just hearing your story and your knowledge about looking within and why it's so important to do that. I want everyone to know that too. And so segueing to it too, what is like, what is your one takeaway that you'd like to have for the audience? Sure. Um, This one is great. I heard it actually um, from Erica Badu and, um, and I want to share this because it was so it was already what I was feeling, but she said it in her own Baduist way and I loved it. And so um, it was basically, I wrote it down, so I want to say it correctly. Let me see where it is here. So the universe doesn't give you what you ask for. It gives you what you are. And so you get to it when you become it. Um, and you can't really race to be something that you are not. So I think it's important, um, you know, to not feel discouraged if if someone feels like their path is not leading to any results. It doesn't mean they're failing. It doesn't mean something about them is, you know, not as good as other people. It just means that perhaps they could take a look at what their intentions behind that particular action are. And if the intentions are not for, don't bring that person joy or bring that person passion or or bring that person towards greater fulfillment. For example, if it's just monetary or something like that, then there's nothing wrong with monetary, of course. Thank you for listening in. If you enjoyed this conversation and would like to know more about Alessandra Varanesi, please look at the show notes for more information and for the links.